and welcome back to the Riding the Wall podcast for our second episode. We had so much fun last week, we thought we'd do it again, give it a shot, see how it, see how it goes. Hell yeah. Um, I'm your host, Chad, and... I'm Justin. And we are brothers from another mother, uh, friends all of our life, and we're just sitting here just shooting a shit about NASCAR, what we like, what we don't like, and we're not going to hold back, you're going to... You're gonna get what we think. Yeah, we'll we'll give you our opinion. That's a fact. We might not always be right, but no, it'll we, be well, ours. it hardly ever is. <laughs> <laughs> it's right to us, and that's all that matters, right? So let's see where we're gonna start at this week. I want to start, go back to last week at Fontana, the last race in California on the two-mile track. What's your thoughts on that? That was a good race. I was glad to see Kyle prove his point. Yeah, that was interesting. And I'm glad you say that he proved his point. <laughs> Because I was going to touch on that because uh, I know a lot of people are, and this goes all the way back to last year when the whole Gibbs-Bush thing started. Couldn't find a sponsor, says old man Joe. I I kind of think that's a bunch of crap. He could find a sponsor. Um, yeah, I mean, Richard, puts, Richard did it pretty easily. Right. Kyle puts puts that sponsorship in, the, in victory lane often enough. There ain't many companies that wouldn't like to have their name on his car. Right. Right, so I think the sponsorship was out there. He just didn't look. He just knew what he wanted to do moving forward with Ty. And I understand that from Grandpa's perspective. Family, you know, trying to get the boy off to a good start while you're still in the sport to help him get to that good start. So I understand all that. But And I'm saying this because last year I was not a Kyle Busch fan at all. You know, And the one race we went to was the one race that he won I've grown to like Kyle more and more over the past two to three years. It it took a lot for me to become a Kyle Busch fan, you know, but um, it's, I've seen some maturity in him over the past couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Um, I was really happy to see what I've seen last week. I, I'm, I've never been one to go into watching a race and saying, I'd like to see Kyle win this thing. Right. I never have. I've never said that in my until life. Until last week. Until last week. Yeah. I was actually saying it at Daytona, you know, also. I'd like to see Kyle Busch win, and I thought I'd never say that. But here I am. He's one of my favorite drivers now. Just because of the situation last year and the ride that he found himself in now. Just because I was an Earnhardt fan uh, growing up until Earnhardt passed at Daytona, and I've always been an Earnhardt fan, so that, along with that, you've kind of become a Richard Childress fan. So then, and, you know, the Harvick days when he was at RCR, I pulled for Harvick because he was in that seat. And uh, and then Harvick left, and I really didn't have anything to cheer for at RCR other than the old man getting a win here and there. So to see things unfold the way that they did last last year, and as soon as Tyler Reddick announced he was going to 2311, just knowing how Richard Childress was when Earnhardt was around, you know he's got attitude when he needs to. Absolutely. And, and that's a good thing with where he is. You know, car owners, you have to have some attitude at times. Well, and that's the sport. Yeah. It, it's re- kind of required in that sport, you know. Right. To have you know, some have You got to be balls. able to speak your mind. You got to be able to do what you need to do and do what you want to do. So when Tyler announced he was going, I thought, that's going to piss Richard off right there. He's not going to have him back for another year. He can't. 
you know, it'd be kind of embarrassing to Richard Childress to have him back after well, what he did. Well, I mean, the, the, the talks were he'll either bench him for the year just just to prove a point. You don't do business like that in NASCAR. Right. You know, and uh, it was either he can sit out for a year or um, see what happens with 23XI, maybe buying him out. So, right. you know, I'm glad to see. I mean, Tyler's a young talent, you know. Uh, and he's gonna do real. He's gonna do really well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he will. There's no doubt about that. He, but just how to handle that business at NASCAR, I'm gonna say he probably wasn't real familiar on. Yeah, but, and I think he was pushed into announcing that early. Yeah. I think you can kind of see it on his face when him and Hamlin were sitting there at that press conference and they announced it. But uh, it shook things up for a couple of weeks in NASCAR. You yeah, know, that, that's always good too. Oh yeah, so, you can man. always always have a good shakeup. So as soon as they made that announcement, I thought to myself, well, this is going to be a perfect spot for Kyle Busch if he can make it there, just because he has the Earnhardt mentality, driving uh, driving style that Earnhardt has. So him and Richard will, I think they would mix well as a team. And then it turns out that he landed there. So, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I wanted to see him at Stuart Haas. Well, I'm sure you know? he did. I'm sure he did. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't. No matter how you feel about Kyle Busch, you can't you can't deny the the guy's a hell of a driver, you know. Yeah. And I mean, the only bad publicity is no publicity, and you know he he's the one of the most hated drivers out there on that track, week in and week out. So I mean, well, he I, wasn't last week. No, no, he not was at not all. last week. So and that that really didn't surprise me, just because. Um, I think all the fans feel, felt the same way we felt. Yeah. You know? They kind of they kind of had them same feelings as it was unfolding and then once once he signed with Richard it was like just take my money you know give me some uh give me some Kyle Busch gear and let's go to the races so I thought that was pretty cool and then you know to hear everybody cheer I wonder if it took him off guard he's been booed for so many years to get out of the car and hear nothing but cheers it probably did Probably, probably did a little he bit. probably thought, well, this is, this is a change, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was smiling when he got out, you know, because he he heard them people. And he you heard know, them cheers. You yeah, know? yeah, he heard them, and uh, I also like that he was. He's been um, very much appreciative of his team, and where he's at, and everybody on his team, which. I've noticed just in these past few weeks of this year, he's been thanking them a lot more than he did last year or the years prior while he was at Joe Gibbs. So that's that's pretty cool to hear, and it shows more matru- uh, I was gonna say maturation. Is that is that the right word? I don't know. Maturing. <laughs> don't forget My Southern Indiana to. vocabulary don't work don't work that well. But uh, uh, but no, I mean also one one note is you know it's a. Uh, you never seen pictures of Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin or Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. or uh, Kyle Busch and Christopher Bell, you know. But just in a, just in the past few weeks, uh, just about every picture of Kyle Busch that we see, Austin Dillon's in it with him. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, they're both smiling. Right, seems like they're having a good it time. Se- it seems like a like a good pair, you yeah. know, and. You know, Austin obviously is going to try to soak up everything that Kyle Busch can tell him. Oh, yeah. It'd be crazy he not to. Yeah. But, 
it also seems like Kyle Busch might be a different, a little bit different guy, too, on working with somebody. But maybe that's the difference between a two-man team and a four-man team. You know? Yeah, it. Uh, now that you say that, it does seem like he's he just looks like he's willing to work with Austin Dillon, whereas before he was just kind of there. He was doing his own thing on his own team, and the other four guys were doing the same. It wasn't really a... a a camaraderie team where it looks like it is now at RCR. Right. And I think that's going to go well for everybody. And, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I like Martin Truex a lot. I'm not a huge fan of Denny Hamlin at all, but that's just my opinion. Right. Now to me, you know, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr. And Denny Hamlin, those, those three guys are kind of up there in the same, what you'd call NASCAR stud category. Yeah. You know, so I get why. I'm sure Hamlin and Truex and Kyle Busch ain't up there trading secrets and everything because they're both, they're all three just experienced as one another. Now, it did surprise me that I never seen Christopher Bell. I mean, I'm not behind the scenes, obviously, but you never seen Christopher Bell trying to get in there and, and talk to these guys. I mean, it might have been going on in the garage or on Monday mornings or, you know, whenever they do their team meetings. But, I mean, if you put me on a team with Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Busch, and I'm the rookie, you know, maybe two or three years in, I'm still going to be running around behind them guys going, hey, hey, oh, yeah. hey, tell yeah. me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> What'd you me. do? What'd you do? How'd you fix right. that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, and that's, that goes back to my point. That's what it looks like Austin Dillon's doing. Austin's yep. been driving for a handful of years now. And he's got some knowledge. He's got some experience on the track. But he knows what Kyle Busch has is a lot more than what he has. And he's he's attempting to learn it. And that shows some uh, maturing on his part, you know, to be willing to do that at that right. level, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I liked that last last week when everybody was cheering Bush. So, you know, last week there at uh, Auto Club, there there was a lot of people talking about what's going to happen when they do this new track and everything like that. And even the commentators during the race were talking about they thought they were going to leave the uh, rest of the track there, you know, for other races, you know. And uh, it looks like that's not going to happen. You know, they're going to... Yeah, it looks like they're selling the ground. Right. It's going to be a total demolition and build a new track. So... You know, I I didn't know myself on what are they going to do. They're going to leave the infield track. They're going to leave. I think they're using the dog leg and pit road as like the basically the straightaways of the short track, and then they're just you know they're going to build some grandstands around that. <clears throat> it looks like from the drawing, it looked like um, it didn't look like a a Bristol type of oval looked like the straightaways was longer the turns were going to be a little bit sharper but it wasn't going to be quite martinsville so it looked like it was somewhere that's in between good. i mean we didn't need another Bristol or another martinsville and that's what we talked about last week was whatever they do they need to make it their own right you know make yeah. make it stand out make it unique to them right that that would benefit them more than anything it's to make it make it unique because that's what the fans want to see uh, something unique so what else you got about last week? Anything? I mean, I hate to see that track go because I really, you know, 
over the past few years, I think I've kind of enjoyed the Fontana track. Before that, it was just another track. It was just another, I kind of put it in the same boat as a mile and a half, but it's, you know, that five wide racing is, yeah. that's incredible. And you can race it from the bottom to the top, Yeah, you know? I mean, that was one thing we seen last week during that race was, I mean, you had, you had trains on the bottom, you had trains on the top. Yeah. You know, you had guys on these restarts going five wide and they could really make that car stick anywhere they wanted it to. Some were better up high, some were better down low, but they could they could make a pass wherever they needed to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna hate to see it go, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with the short track. Except so. Eric Almarola. I mean, I think he's still driving. Uh, yeah, he... <laughs> that's who I took in our fantasy league last last week. And I'll be damned, I got burned again. Yeah, uh, yeah, you got burned on that one. But that's what it is. Yeah, well, that's that's about my season last year. It seemed like every time I had one feeling good about it, no, nah, there's a wreck. My guy's right there in the middle of it, finishing 36th. Right. But so, uh, you know, we've had a few a few uh, pieces of news come out this week. Yeah involving nascar one of them being the the rule changes uh on 11 different tracks this season they're going to go from a two inch to a or i'm sorry two inch from a four inch spoiler 30 percent reduction in downforce so see what it does to these tracks it and that's at, like, the, that's at the intermediate tracks yeah at yeah the, at the road courses and the intermediates uh, charlotte roval Chicago Street Race, Coda, Indy Road Course, Martinsville, New Hampshire, North Wilkesboro, Phoenix, Richmond, Sonoma, and Watkins Glen. That's where they're doing this at. So they'll have a two-inch spoiler instead of a four-inch. What do you think about that? That's a pretty small spoiler. Well, I think it's going to... Depends who you ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> two inches is a lot to some people. <laughs> um. I think it's gonna it's gonna make for some more interesting races. It's gonna loosen them cars up. Uh, that grip's not gonna be there as much as it would be. So that should make things a lot more interesting. I think um, might help save some tires a little bit. Not putting all that downforce on them tires. Keep the track a little cleaner. Yeah, handling's gonna go away just a little bit. They're also removing three of the diffuser strakes. And engine panel strakes. I don't know what that's going to What the cause. hell is a strake? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they're removing three of them. Well, we don't need them anyway. Get them out of there. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a... I'm not... I'm sure it's got something to do with controlling that car. Yeah. You know, down with aerodynamics, it I'm sure. It could be maybe... I don't know. What'd you say the word? Engine strakes and what else? Diffuser strakes. Hmm. I have no idea so, what any of that is, but I'm just the taking diffuser a guess that is it would up be front. With... Everybody knows that. You know, yeah. that, that runs right at the front of the car. So I'm thinking it's probably got something to do with uh, the wind tunnels on the front of the car. Um, maybe the engine panel strikes what helps keep the, you know, directs the air hmm. in or away. Um, but what? with the spoiler reduction and this uh, diffuser strike removal, it, it makes me think that it's all related to wind and uh, aerodynamic. So yeah, it's gonna make that car handle a whole lot different than what they're used to. Well, right. 
and they're not really used to a whole lot. I mean, they've only had this car for a year now, so. I don't think it's going to make a. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference on the road courses. No, probably not on the road you know? courses. Uh, so I, I mean, think... unless it has something to do with maybe the way the car rolls in a turn, you know. That would be the only thing I could think of on a road course. It'll be interesting at Martinsville. I think that'll be the that that just looking at the list. That'll probably be the the first place that I could visually tell a difference. I think. So, we'll see. Hmm. That'll be interesting. And, uh, like I mentioned, we had a couple tidbits of news this week with NASCAR related issues. Yeah. Uh, second, you to bring out the big one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second one being Chase Elliott. Yeah. He's a, he's the golden get, boy. Yeah. He's the golden boy of the sport. Uh, obviously talented. Oh yeah. But I mean, I like the kid. Sounds like, uh, he's a lot better NASCAR driver than he is a snowboarder. Uh, apparently I've heard he can't snowboard <laughs> with a darn. <laughs> so what's your, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, well, I'll just, I'll, let me go back. I'll, I'll, I'll let everybody know what happened if they don't already. Um, apparently Chase Elliott yesterday was involved in a, and snow- we're recording this while you're saying that we're recording this on a Saturday night. So we're, we heard the news on Friday night, right? Yeah. Chase Elliott was involved in a snowboarding accident, broke his left leg and ended up having to go into surgery last night for this injury. Um, you know, Chad and I was talking before we got on the air here and, you know, a lot of a lot of athletes in a lot of different sports, they have clauses in their contracts with their owners, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Their yeah. Uh, their team, their owners that they can't do this kind of stuff in the off season or I'm sorry, in the regular season due to the risk of injury. I'm not really sure how it works in NASCAR. I know up a few years back they had them to where they had to maintain this healthy and safe lifestyle during the NASCAR season. But, yeah. Uh, and I think that was owner to owner. Some owners didn't care what you did. Um, other owners was pretty strict on what you could and couldn't do. And I know Rick Hendrick was one of those strict ones. <laughs> I bet he won't be next year. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard he just changed, you know, I was reading on it, and it, they said that he had just changed that, was it last year or two years ago, when he signed Larson. Because Larson wanted to race, you know, all over whenever there's right. a race. He wanted to be able to participate if he wanted to. So Rick Hendrick allowed him to do that, and he's kind of freed his, the other drivers up with that as well so they can do whatever they want. And and I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I think those guys should be able to do whatever they want during the week, you know. I mean, it's just like me and you. We go to work. We got to do what they want us to do while we're at work. But when we're off, that's our time. You know, and these drivers are it no must different. be nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and these drivers, I think, are are kind of no different. I mean, well, I can see both sides of the fence. I, I do you too, know, because absolutely. The health of that driver affects Rick Hendrick's pocketbook as well. So I can understand. I guess it just depends on how strict you're going to be. Right, you know? and and here's kind of where I stand on it is, um, I guess. If I was in Chase Elliott's shoes, it'd be one of these things of, you know, how risky is this situation? I mean, yeah, you can you can damn well bet if I want to go fishing, I'm going fishing. It don't matter what Rick right. and Jeff say, you know. But that's not a very physical activity either. But <laughs> snowboarding, I mean, 
let's let's be real. I mean, when you when when it starts affecting my pocketbook, I'm Rick and Jeff writing these checks, paying these salaries. It starts affecting my pocketbook. It's gonna things are gonna change. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, they're all these these a lot of these drivers are young guys. Most of them under 25. You yeah. Know? And probably just as many in the 25 to 30 age group, but you know. We got a business to run too is how I look at it. You know, if you if you don't want the job, don't take the job. I'll find somebody who wants to drive this car. Right. You know, but easily replaceable. I mean, a lot of these drivers could retire by thirty five. Yeah. You know, because of the salaries they make. So I get being a young man and wanting to do these activities and wanting to enjoy life. But you wanna enjoy life right now or you wanna enjoy life for the long haul? True. That's a good point. That's, that's how good I, point. That's how I see and, it. And I, I can see both sides of the fence. I can see where the drivers would want to do what they want to do. And I can also see the owner's side of let's keep it reasonable. Um, but you've also got Larson out racing every week, wherever, all over the country. I know Bowman races as well. Uh, not as much as Larson, I don't think. But I know he, he races quite often. Uh, see Chase Briscoe doing some of the same. And then you got Chase Elliott. He ain't racing. He's just out snowboarding. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he goes down feet first. He's wheels up. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened. No. Out there on the ski slopes or whatever. But, I mean, number one, I want to see Chase Elliott heal up and get back to the car. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I ain't trying to, you know, pick on the guy or talk shit about the guy. Nothing like that. He's a young man. Um and honestly he's great for the sport you know but yep. he is the golden child of nascar so you know it's a it's gonna it's gonna bring a lot of attention because he oh, is yeah. the golden child of nascar yeah there's gonna be some talks right there's gonna be some talks and that uh brings us to the whole waiver thing the waiver for the playoffs um we was talking before we went on here about what do you think about this waiver? Uh, how is that going to work? And I'm not really sure. I don't know the ins and outs of the waivers. I mean, i just seen them probably for the first time last year with Kurt Busch and, and Bowman getting their waivers to be playoff eligible. But that's after they got hurt inside a NASCAR car. Right. Know? It was at a NASCAR event. Right. They, they weren't out there on their free the time on a random Thursday. Um, snowboard snowboarding yeah so <laughs> is that going to affect his ability to get a waiver I don't I don't, I don't think it is just no matter what the situation is it's Chase Elliott so he's going to get the waiver he's going to be playoff eligible yeah if that car makes it in I mean which which you know, brings us yeah to the other point to is the manufacturer side of it what Josh Berry's going to be driving this car at Vegas and and who knows how long now with Chase being out indefinitely, I'd say if he broke his leg, he's going to be out six to eight weeks, probably a minimum. Right. Well, Kyle Busch did this a handful of years ago. You remember Kyle Busch yeah. broke his leg and in in ended up winning the championship. Right. I mean, it was at a NASCAR event too, so I mean, it wasn't like he was out there doing something on his day right. off, you know. But um, just like that year, you know, I mean, Chase Elliott may come out. Uh, what when Kyle came back, he won I think four straight races. 
Yeah, he was on. Dude, he he was got, on fire. He, he made his way into the chase. Yeah, came out, won the championship that year, and he earned his way into that. Uh, Absolutely. That, so, to look at it like that, what if? Let's just throw the what if out there. What if Josh Berry, and he's very good at Vegas. You know, he's won I think four times there in the Xfinity series. If he hasn't won, he's in the top ten every time. I don't think he's ever finished outside the top ten. So what if he gets in that uh, Elliott ride and he was to win the race? Or maybe not even at Vegas, one of these races coming up. You know, he just surprises somebody and he, he wins a race. And uh, and he qual- he qualifies that car for the playoffs. Well, just like last year with Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace, the car will be in. But with that aspect, though, Bubba won a race last year. So Bubba was technically playoff eligible and they switched him because of the owner's points of right. Kurt's car. Right. But this might be different. Let's let's say let's say Chase is feeling the effects of this leg for a lot of the season. And you know, he has like a Ryan Blaney season of last year or a true X of last year. He's right there. He's in the hunt. He just don't get that win. But Josh Berry got a win in the nine car. Does Chase Elliott qualify for the playoffs just because the nine car qualified? I don't know how I, that works. I wouldn't think so. I think if I mean you got you got owners, you got manufacturers, and you got drivers. Right. So, I mean here I don't know exactly how it works. I don't know who could tell us exactly how it works without having the number of some big wig over there. Where's Bill? What's Bill France's number? I'll give him a call right now. I'll see how this, I'll shake it, this it was, out right I got now. A, I got a new phone. Is him old one. Oh, okay. But, we'll have to dig that out somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, uh, if, here, here's my outlook on it is if I'm Rick Hendricks and Jeff Gordon, Josh Berry goes out there and puts that car in victory lane. Or if he races, two-thirds of the season and gets the points from stages, stage wins, everything else. And he earns that spot. I think I know where you're going here. I think he should be in there during the chase. You know, Just go and, ahead and let Elliott sit out this year and yep. recuperate. Right. I mean, do, do them NASCAR drivers even need their left leg? <laughs> Not really. They're good enough with the shifter. I don't think they do. Right. But I no, mean, I mean, it's, you know, no, I'm... You know, I like to laugh and joke and stuff like that, but yeah, I want I want to see Chase get back and get healthy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know these drivers and these team owners got to come up with something better to. You know, I I, I would hate it if Kyle Larson got injured. Yeah. Out, out there on a Tuesday night race somewhere, you mm-hmm. know, somewhere in America, he's always in a sprint or a late model, anything. You know, the guy, hell, you might catch him, you know, racing his skateboard down Highway Thirty One. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, he just loves to race, but. Uh-huh. I'd hate to see the guy get injured or hurt, something like that, and take him out of NASCAR because he has so many people show up with those number five T-shirts on. Yep. You know, a lot of people look at seeing that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's definitely going to be something to watch as it unfolds this year, just to keep up with it. I think we're going to learn a lot about the waivers. Well, at least I'll tell I am you, anyway. I'll, I'll be interested to see how ticket sales and asses in the seats go over the next few weeks because i mean I it's, it's, it's going to decline at all no I, I and i don't either but I, I think it will 
I think you will see some little effect because every year since Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been out of NASCAR, who's been voted the most popular driver every year consecutive? Yeah. Chase Elliott. Uh-huh. I and mean, me and you, we've been to a number of races together, and you probably see more Chase Elliott merchandise on people's backs than any other driver. Well, he's one of the few drivers that brings his own merch hauler. Right. You know, it's just right. a Chase Elliott hauler. Right. You know, there's not too many drivers that have that. Yep. And you know they wanted to get wanted to get there every week because oh yeah you know it's a Ford semi pulling it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at that next time we go there. I have to check that out. <laughs> it's got it's got to be there Sunday dropping morning. Dropping the trailer off and <laughs> getting the truck out of there before anybody sees it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to look at that. Um, so, let's talk about Vegas. Cha-ching. Slot yeah. machines. Yeah, big money. Bunny ranches. Yeah. Well, I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've I don't heard. know. I've heard. Yeah. I, I, I've never been there. Right. So, um, I've never seen a slot machine either. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is what she was referred to, right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we know what happened last year at uh, at Vegas with the second race. I'm talking about uh, Bubba and Kyle Larson. We talked a little bit last week, and we said that's for another show. Do you want to bring that out this week, or do you want to save it for another show? Well, I mean, I can sum it up pretty quick for you. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, Rubin's racing. Every diehard NASCAR fan, every diehard race fan will tell you that. Rubin is racing. Oh, yeah. So... I beat the hell out of people when I was racing. Right, you right. Know, I wasn't rubbing. I was beating the hell out of them. Right. So, for, uh, I'm going to say that Kyle Larson, in my book, didn't do nothing wrong. He never touched him. Right, right. So, Bubba didn't like what happened, you know. He, he, moved, he moved some air around on him, but never touched him. Bubba so, freaked out. Right. Put himself in the wall. Right, so my my honest opinion is, and I know Bill France and his boys ain't gonna like this, but Larson should have just whooped his ass all over that infield when, after what happened. If, you know, yeah. If that was me, I, I don't think I could have held back. When I, I mean, when I see him coming, you know what his intentions are, because right. you could tell when he was walking across the track before that, he ever hit the grass. But that not not only was it a shitty move, it was it was intentional, and it was dangerous. Yeah, especially you know, if the way them cars were built at the time. I know they made a lot of adjustments in the off season, but the way those cars were, I mean, look, I mean, it, uh, Kurt Busch and Alex Bowman was already out with concussions, you know. It, and, and looking back at that replay, I don't mean to cut you off, but looking back at that replay, just think of how he would have hit that, how Kyle Larson would have hit that wall had Christopher Bell not been coming up through there and he hit his car first. Right. And even even those uh, veteran drivers out there on the track, and I'm talking about Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Danny Hamlin, you know, those those guys were the ones speaking up saying that was stupid and it was dangerous. You could have just killed Kyle Larson. Now, everybody knows, most people know, um, why Kyle Larson was cut loose out of nascar a few years ago yeah you know yeah. and i think that probably in the back of kyle's mind is probably where that was sitting at if it would have turned into a 
physical altercation on Kyle Larson's part, all that stuff could have been brought back up. Yeah. You know, that it was. It's a racial thing. Right. Yeah. Knowing, knowing him and Bubba Wallace are friends, mm-hmm. you know, I understand Bubba's passionate about his job and about the sport. I get that. But, yeah. And they all should be at that But level. I'll tell you what, yeah. when you're, when you're a grown man at that age and you know, no more about NASCAR than what, than what Bubba did. You know, he, he knows Kyle didn't, Kyle's car didn't touch his car. You can feel it. Yeah. But yeah, he knows that he got the, he got the wind taken off of him. So he was pissed off about it and caused him to have a little issue out there on the track. But that in no way should have turned into Bubba Wallace doing what Bubba Wallace did. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm proud of Kyle Larson for not putting his hands on him and trying to avoid that issue, you know, in the public eye, but it's I, I'd, I, I'd be a liar if I said I would have loved to seen Kyle Larson knock shit out of him. Yeah. I think there was a lot of people and not because it was Bubba. It's just the incident and the whole way it played out, you know, um, Kyle didn't do anything wrong. He was just racing hard. Bubba, <clears throat> I don't know if maybe he thought he had a little bit more room there by the wall. Well, I mean, but that's racing. Himself in the wall. That's racing. Sometimes yeah. you take the air off drivers. Right. And, you to... know, at that level, you know, Bubba's had that air taken off of him so many times. He knows, or he should know. Surely he knew. And he hit the wall. Maybe he thought he had more room to, to give Larson a little more room, and he hit the wall, and that just made him mad. Because speaking from experience, I've been on that track. Well, not not that big track, but I've, you know, local dirt track, but I've had somebody actually hit me and it, it pissed me off so bad that, you know, I retaliated, uh, you know, and it's just a heat of the moment thing that looking back, it's like, man, I, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. And, uh, so, I mean, I've been in it somewhat of that situation, not at that level, obviously, but I understand tensions get heated and you do stupid things. But, uh, looking back at it, I think, and I think this is one of the things that NASCAR got wrong was the penalty. I mean, they only suspended him for one race. I think, you know, a lot of people said Kyle Petty last year said he should have been suspended for the whole year, and I kind of agree with that just because of how many things he did that was wrong. And if it would have been any other driver, it would have been any other driver. Been it would have been a lot more like pushing a NASCAR official. He twice, you know, going over there with the altercation. That's just just so many things should have got him suspended for a long time and it didn't but that's my take on all that just and i wouldn't mind seeing it again though right well (laughs) just you know just uh i mean not necessarily the fist fight but hey if it happens it happens right i mean larson larson showed his maturity level at that moment you know because just like he's talking about in the heat of the moment you know we understand bubba was upset you know but you know, it. he has a lot of these incidents on tracks that aren't Daytona and Talladega, you know? So, I mean, how many times a year is this going to happen, you know? And he gets he, a lot more mad than anybody else does. Right. You know, whether it's his fault or not, you know, even if it is his fault, he gets mad. And you can just tell by the look on his face, he's so much more mad than any other driver would be had they done the same thing. Right. You know, they can kind of wipe it off. 
Well, and I don't Although know a lot. I don't know a lot of Bubba's past before Xfinity and NASCAR. True. I don't know if he grew up through the ranks of like your Kyle Larson's and your Chase Elliott's and stuff like that. That Ryan Blaney, you know, that raced go karts and uh, midgets and mini sprints and sprints. And you know, I don't know if he came up through the through that experience to understand that these things happen in racing. I mean, that's how sometimes you get your, you, you get your win like that. You know, you take the air off somebody and you get around them. Right. You know, Dale senior was notorious for that side draft, mm -hmm. you know, and people hated it. Well, I won't say people did, but other drivers hated it. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how he, you know, he got wins like that. And when you're out there on that track, it's just you and that car. Yeah. You know, and you're, you got to do what you got to do aside from crashing somebody. You got to do what you got to do to get across that checkered line first. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's that's the great thing of the sport. The fastest car don't always win. Right. Most intelligent driver will win. Right. I mean. Sometimes. Yeah. If you go back, there's so much, so many stories being told of how people just figure things out. They don't have, like, you know, the Junior Johnson. That's the godfather of drafting. Right. He figured that out because he knew he didn't have the fastest car, but he still went out there and won the race because he was using other people's cars against him, you know? <clears throat> um, there's one thing I was going to... What was it I was going to say? I was going to bring something up. I can't remember. Well... I'll think of it in just yeah, a second. Yeah, I'm sure to hit you in a minute. Yeah. So, anywho... Um, Who'd you who'd you go with in your uh, fantasy league pick for this week at uh, Las Vegas? Who'd you gamble with in Vegas, Chad? Well, it's a gambling. I country. put my money all and, in. And I hate to say this because let me tell you a little backstory about this pick. I liked this guy two years ago, right? He was driving the forty-two car, an up-and-comer driver, and I was like, that guy's doing something, man. He's going to be one to watch. And then last year happens, he's you know he's with Trackhouse, and I'm watching this Coda race. Last year I picked AJ Allmendinger at Coda, and I believe you had Ross Chastain yeah, at I Coda. Did. I remember it well. I remember it well because I I still lose sleep at night over this race. Chastain was winning a lot of this race, and Allmendinger was reeling him in, and the Dinger finally passes him five laps to go whatever it is I don't remember three laps to go something like that gets around him and then Ross Chastain runs him off the track and my guy finishes like 36th pissed me off really bad <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long I was standing there cussing at that TV and he got his first win you know he, he did good but he had to run the dinger off the track to get it so yep. I'm still I you might be able to tell. I'm still a little fumey about that. Well, I mean, on their race. road courses, it's a little easier to get away with on that beating and banging. Like It was plum know. obvious that yeah, day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't, but he was hungry for that first win. Right, and I and if, if I'm in his shoes, I'm probably doing the same but thing. But I'll tell you what, Tony Stewart, even they the, done the, the Dinger, Senior, I mean, they'd all done the same thing. You're going to yeah. dump somebody, especially, I mean, even you might have 100 wins on your books, but especially to get that first win, you're going to dump somebody. Yeah. So, needless to say, I put all my money on Ross Chastain this week. Well, I think it's a good pick. He's a solid pick. Yeah. You know. Last two times, he's 
top five, was second and a third. I don't know which which way it was, but I know he's finished top three last two times. He ran the truck race. I didn't get to see it all. I fell asleep during the truck race because I had some NyQuil in me. You know, I had the good stuff last night, but uh, I didn't get to see it all. But he was coming up through the field, and I think he was creeping up on top five when I went to sleep, so I don't know how he ended up finishing. But uh, he got him a little bit more track experience there. Um, well, and I ain't gonna lie. I mean, Ross Chastain was on my radar for for Vegas as well. Yeah. But where I kind of had to differentiate was, it, I noticed how good of a. I mean, dude's fast every week. It don't matter where you put him at. I mean, yeah. It seems like he's he can be a contender anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but. I'm glad I didn't take him now because we got so many road courses this season and he's a pretty damn good road course driver. Yeah. And Chase Elliott is out of the picture right now. Yeah. So <laughs> I know I was saving him. I was saving him. And now look what happened. <laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, it's one of them things that I, I just thought, well, we got seven road courses this year. I'm probably going to need Ross Chastain somewhere else, you know? Um, so I ended up going with, uh, Letting the suspense build. Okay, I got you. I got you. I, saw, <laughs> I forgot who he picked. <laughs> no, I went with Kyle Larson, the guy we was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another guy. I mean, and Chad. Yeah, he's I, a pretty good road courser, too. Now. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's proven his point. And it was weird. You know, Chad and I was talking earlier in the week, and him and I both had. We, we never told each other until it was time who he's taking. But we both had the same two card numbers in the back of our mind, the one or the five. Yep. Um, the only reason I took Kyle Larson over Chastain was because I thought, you know, I, you can only pick each pick each driver twice through the whole season. So, yeah. I mean, we got seven road courses. You know, my, my strategy may be to use Chase Elliott on two of them road courses, but I got to have other good road course drivers. So, you know, obviously you got Dinger in there. You know, there's, so there's four of the seven if I use two chases and two dingers on road courses. But who are you going to use for the other three, you know? And Ross Chastain may be one to save for that reason because he's good on them courses. Oh, yeah, he's real good. I mean, he's he's almost like a Kyle Busch these days. He's a threat anywhere you go. Because I, I was in the same boat, you know, I was... Except Martinsville. I had three. Yeah, except Martinsville. <laughs> Did he one? Got your number. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking of Larson, Chastain, and Kyle Busch just because Kyle Busch is on a roll. Yeah, he's hot and right now. I, it's going to be tough to beat that guy tomorrow. Yeah, you know, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if Kyle Busch wins this week. And then what we got after that, Phoenix? Now he's he's a threat anywhere you go. Yeah, so, yeah, it don't matter. Even on the dirt, I mean, you can put him on the dirt. Yeah, and he's, he's complaining the whole time about racing on dirt, and then what do you know? He wins one. Right. You know, <laughs> the same way with Logano. You know, I mean. He didn't. He didn't grow up going through those. Going through those experiences with you know, Thursday night dirt track races out in the middle of nowhere. You right. know, but the inaugural, the opening race. You know, the first dirt race. What two seasons ago? Yeah. You know, he went out there and won it. Went out there and won it. So I mean, it's just out. about being a wheel man too. You know, I mean, you gotta yeah. have. You gotta have. I'm gonna say. Thirty percent luck. 70% wheel man. 
you know <laughs> and the patience to grind it out if you're having some difficulty just hanging in there because well, a lot of drivers just kind of they give it up after a while you know they're like they're just riding back there to collect some points and... right i mean they've had two two dirt races at bristol yeah you know the first one i mean but you also had two totally different tracks Right. That first race was a freaking dirt. It was a dust bowl. Yeah, they did it know? in the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a dust bowl, and I mean, you couldn't you couldn't see nothing. Couldn't see nothing. And you know that just tells you how dry it was. But you and I went to that race last year, you know, and I think we ended up with nine or ten, you know, stops of that race because of rain. Yeah. You know, it seemed like nine or ten anyway. Yeah, it I mean, like it, it. it poured a few times, but that that racetrack, you know, Chad and I were sitting in row one. Richard Petty section. Yeah. Right and, on a backstretch. Uh, yep. It's great. And that, that track looked like glass. You yeah. know, it was dirt, but it looked like glass. So I mean them crowned Vicks, they got it they got it lined out. Yeah, they did. Them uh them uh track prep cars, they had it lined yeah, out. You can always count on them forwards. Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't no Monte Carlos out there doing it, was No, it? there wasn't no Monte Carlos out there, I'll give you that. They had about nine or ten crowned Vicks just out there just Running it slideways around that track, and they had it, they had it pretty good. It was a good track. Yeah, I give them but, credit. But I mean, you know that here, here we was, at the same race. Two years. Totally different track. Totally different track, day and night. And that's the beauty of dirt. Right. That's that exactly, and yeah. that's that's where being the best, in the world at doing your job, NASCAR comes into play. Yep. I mean, you know, you got dirt, you got super speedways you got mile and a half you got road courses you know you got to be good at all of them exactly i think they're getting a little carried away with the road courses myself but uh, yeah we talked about that last week yeah we won't we won't relight that that dead horse (laughs) (laughs) so talking about this league i'm looking at the standings right now and you are dead last yeah that's, That's part uh, of my strategy. Right, I understand. I, I used that strategy last year. <laughs> I used that strategy I'm going to pull the year. trigger sooner than you did, though. Well, you I know. think you might have with Kyle Larson. Yeah, that was, my, that was my... Uh, I'm, not too far, I'm not too far above you. You're 26th. I am 20th. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm Tied just, for 20th. I'm, I'm cruising out back. I'm waiting for the big one to happen. Yeah. So I can get through it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I know what you're saying. You're going to drive right through that thing. Yep. Scott's going to be in that big one. Yeah. Yeah, I got a He's good. I got a, I got a good spotter. He'll get me right through it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I am. I'm in last place right now, and it's uh it's not eating at me too bad. You know, just being two races in, going into our third race of the season, it's not bothering me a whole lot. I'm I'm sitting with 59 points. Uh, first place has only got 12 points, and there's actually a tie for first right now. So right. both of them guys have 12 points. On Scotty board, being one of them. On my board, I have Joe T at the top. Yeah, I've got Scotty right under him. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to put Scott right at the top of the list yet. Although he didn't give me much shit last week. Usually he, uh, he, he as takes soon as me. he takes the lead, he was going to give me some crap. But he didn't yeah. give me much last yeah, week. Yeah, he got so he I'll, got a hold of me and let me know I had some ground to make up. So <laughs> I mean, you you know you know that's coming. Oh yeah, yeah. But. uh uh, we got an interesting, uh, we got an interesting group of races coming up that's really going to break these numbers up. I mean, heck, we got what uh, five people tied with thirty points right now. You yeah. Know? So I mean, 
we got we got Vegas tomorrow. Obviously. Vegas. I think we're still going to have a lot of. Uh, we're still going to be bunched up at Vegas or after Vegas. Phoenix. That's going to start to shake up. Atlanta's where we're really going to start shaking some, I don't, some points I don't, up. I don't think Phoenix will shake up too much because I have a feeling. And I don't know if anybody in our NASCAR league listens to this podcast or not, but I, you know, you always got Phoenix where, you know, we got 26 people in our group and probably 10 to 15 of them is going to take Kevin Harvick. Cause I mean, that's, you know, I mean that, that dude, that is his track. That is Kevin Harvick speedway right there. You that's know, that's not who I've got. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picking Harvick, you know, me I've got either. my pick already for but Phoenix. It never fails when people start pulling up stats, they go with some stats, yep. you know, that's who a lot of people turn in, Kevin yeah. Harvick, you know. And so I don't look for the numbers to change a lot after Phoenix just for that reason. I think Atlanta is where we'll see the big change because, oh, yeah. you know, they made Atlanta the first official, what, short track super speedway <laughs> last year. Yeah. That was a, that's a fast-ass track. It's Bristol on steroids. Right. So, I mean, you're going to – I think we're going to see some great speed at Atlanta. We're going to see some a lot of accidents, wrecks. you yeah. know. Um, I think I might have my driver picked for Atlanta too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I definitely have my driver picked for Coda. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I haven't really looked. So right. I, I'm spacing out too much there. I better concentrate on what's right in front of me. I'm yeah. in 20th. I got to well, catch Scotty. I'm in 26, and I've got I've got a lot of I've got a lot of work to do myself, but I'm pretty confident. I, I, I try not to go off statistics too much. I try to go off my gut. Right. And that's burnt me sometimes. Sometimes it hasn't. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think anybody that took Kyle Busch this week, definitely a safe bet. You know, when that guy's hot, he's on fire. I mean, you can't put him out. You know? Did anybody take Kyle Busch? I don't think anybody did. Uh, I'm surprised by that. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Um, I think somebody, I think three people did last week, but I don't think anybody took him this week. Yeah, we had a few took him last week. Um, no, we don't have anybody that took Kyle Busch this week. That surprised me. Yep. Because I almost took him, but I thought, no, there's going to be like seven other people that's going to take him. So that's why I went with the Melon Boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to go with what our guts and statistics show us i'm not much on you know going off statistics you can't i mean especially with the new car last year you can't go by what what these drivers did two or three years ago with this track you know we talked we hit on this last week when we was talking about you know i made the comment that i put my faith and my trust in these big wigs at nascar to to make the right decisions and keep the sport interesting and you know just like we was talking about you know 30 minutes ago you know, they made some car changes for 11 different tracks, you know, going from the, t- going from the four inch spoiler down to the two inch spoiler, removing them things called strikes. You know, I, I think they're doing that to keep racing more interesting, but how can you go off statistics with your fantasy league when you're making adjustments that big, you right. know, it, it's going to totally mix it up, you know? Yeah. That is true. So, I mean, those guys that had a lot of horsepower last year at these at these tracks, they may still come with a lot of horsepower, but now they're going to have a different handling car. Right, that horsepower might do them in a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, 
we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, it's definitely yeah. That first yeah. race definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I think the first one looks like it'll probably be Coda. So we might not see a whole lot. Might not. See, I, I, we may see something. We can visually tell a difference on watching TV. You know, watching the race on TV, we might be able to tell some difference, but. I don't know. I think it'll be Martinsville the first time we see it. Will the... we see it at Martinsville? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the tracks they're doing it at. Now, I know they weren't doing it at Bristol. No, no, no. I think they know. Because they had a short short track package. Right. But wouldn't Martinsville fall under the short track package? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. When it comes to track length, yeah. But is it going to be one of these? I, I mean, I think... I think Arrow is more important at Martinsville than it is on these road courses, you know, but they're doing it on road courses and Martinsville. So I don't know, you know, I've never drove Martinsville or Bristol personally. I think Arrow would probably I've seen be... Bristol. Does that count? Yeah. I yeah, was in the stands. Yeah, I've seen it. I think I got hit by a dirt clod too. Yeah. Yeah, we, Actually, I did. I we, took a picture of it. Yeah, we ate some dirt. Oh, yeah. But we got to meet a... Oh... Uh, Chase Briscoe? Yeah, we met Chase Briscoe. Yeah, you got yeah. his autograph? Yeah. We were standing right next to uh, a few of them. Yeah, we met... Joey Logano. We were standing right next to him. He yeah, was we, a lot shorter than we, I thought he would be. We met Jamie Mack and... Uh, Jamie Mack, Michael Mike, Waltrip. Michael Waltrip and Larry, Larry McNuggets. Mack. Yeah. On the way out. Yeah. That, that was that, that was, was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty damn <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty cool. I mean, we were just happened to walk out following the herd of people. I mean, I tell I you look what, over and there's Jamie McMurray. I, yeah, it, that was pretty cool. I like Jamie Mack a lot. Oh, all three of them guys, Mike McDowell, or I'm sorry, uh, Michael Waltrip and Larry Mack, you know, and and Jamie Mack. You know, they're all three pretty pretty damn good guys when it comes to NASCAR world. You know. Oh yeah. But to see the height difference between <laughs> Michael Waltrip <laughs> and Jamie Mack. I mean, he he looked like he should have been carrying Jamie Mack. I'm not a tall guy, and I was skying over Jamie Mack. <laughs> I mean, hell of a talented NASCAR driver. Had a nice driver. suit on. Yeah, he had a nice suit absolutely. on. He had a really nice suit. Absolutely, on. but you know, we Bristol Bristol was a good time. We've got we've gotten to meet and uh, you know speak with a few people there. Yeah, and it's always a lot of fun just to be able to do that. I think. You know, that night race, you know, Chad and I are big on going to that NRA. Yeah, we're definitely doing that. Saturday sure. night race. Yeah. Uh, but I think we rolled into the into the parking lot about 6 a.m. 6 a.m. We were number one. Yeah, we were the first ones first in the parking in. lot. And uh, the race didn't start till 6.30 that night. So yeah. we, we, got, uh, we got the grill out. We got the cornhole boards out. And we got... We got the coolers out. Yeah. And, uh... It's the first time I've ever made uh, bacon and eggs on the grill. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't we, even know if that would work, but it yeah. it did. Well... I'm surprised. I mean, Jess was with us, and... I knew yeah. if it went wrong, she was going to step in there. And, well, I mean, it was a big... It was a big change for me, and you going to the track, <laughs> and me, you, and Jess going to the track. I'll tell you that, because... She mean, had us ready to go. <laughs> she I, had all of our luxuries I'll, I'll give packed all up. You, I'll give all you listeners a little input, <laughs> insight here. When Chad and I go to a track... It's me and, necessities. It's me, Chad, and cooler. two, two coolers. <laughs> we take a cooler that we leave at the truck because we got so many <laughs> bottles of water in it. 
and then we got a cooler that we pack around while we're talking to everybody right so I, and i was exaggerating there with the bottles of water i mean it was no we didn't need none was, of that it was slap full of bush lights so not a sponsor <laughs> no no they don't they don't they not don't a sponsor any, yet they don't give us any money but but we're definitely drinking the beer when you got a good product you got a good product that's true you know so and then we we after the race we sat there for like two and a half hours before we climbed this mountain to get out only to be so tired that we stopped in the back of some gas station to sleep for an hour and a half i don't even know where we were yeah. somewhere in the middle of tennessee yeah we was up up on a hill somewhere somewhere back I, behind I, gas yeah somewhere. back by the gas station <laughs> i was like i can't drive no more i gotta sleep for a couple of hours okay <laughs> so so go one year further and and chad's wife jessica she's she's going with us and and she's 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 great to bring along i mean she she's just she keeps a great, us in line she's a great person to be around and she she does she she's kind of like that uh you really think that's a good idea you guys you know she she's, <laughs> she's the wisdom on the shoulder you know <laughs> she's the angel on one shoulder whereas we got the devil on the other shoulder <laughs> right so so we we get packed up and ready to go this past season and i'll be damned i mean she she made it happen i mean she made it nice and she, I'm, i she mean even got his hotel rooms right. for afterwards <laughs> so yeah. he ended up sleeping in the car thought? by a dumpster in the gas station <laughs> who'd have thought <laughs> she said uh-uh, mama ain't having that nope we're staying at a hotel somewhere <laughs> yeah so so you know i mean we had a lot less to worry about when chad and i went with just the two of us and a couple coolers <laughs> We, we were we, just wanting to make our way home by Wednesday. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my old lady, she's the type that I go to something like that. She's writing my name and address on my chest with a permanent marker because she don't know where I'm going to end up. <laughs> Wake up in a ditch three states over. You never know. You never know. But she's, I mean, both of them damn good women take really good care of us. Yeah, um, thank God for that. Right. Not that we need it. You know, but no, it's no. always good to have. We're always responsible when we need to be. We just yeah. we just never really feel we need to be. I mean, sometimes you gotta get a let loose. You know, we I go. Mean, we've made it through life this far, right? Right. And we've done some stupid stuff. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we didn't think it was stupid at the time, but no, <laughs> looking we, back, it's we, probably we pretty knew stupid. It was stupid, but it, you know, you've never. <laughs> you gonna tell on yourself no no i'm not mom, not this time not, not right now well, mom might be listening you never know right yeah. Yeah. we never do nothing bad but no good story ever starts with well i was going to church right <laughs> i don't have nothing against church but i mean you know a, a bad night makes for a good story oh yeah remember that folks that's right your lesson for the day now you know it's funny you mentioned scotty a little bit ago he was kind of always that conscience to me and you you know like growing up we we pull these shenanigans i'll call it yeah we you call know. it that and uh scott scott was kind of always that one right there saying uh I don't know, guys. You know, he was <laughs> yeah, drug. He was he, he was right there with us. We had to talk him into a few things. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he we could talk him into about anything. Yeah, you know. But but Scott was also that one that, you know, he you could count on him. Yeah, you know, you didn't have to worry about that. Although I'm going to tell one story. I figured story time would be for the off season, but you never know when a good one's going to come up. So here's mine. 
we went to we were what early 20s and this was back when Marilyn Manson was you know a big thing and uh, we went to a Marilyn Manson concert and my wife was there she had never seen nothing like this I had never been to a concert like that I've been to some good concerts but nothing like a Manson concert but uh, so Scott went you know and we were young early 20s like I said <laughs> and I remember Scott had his face painted up and he went down to the pit you know he was doing whatever he was doing down in the pit he I don't loved know. the mosh pit yeah. he did love the mosh pit so like I said Jess was with me so we stayed up in the seats because I wouldn't if I was by myself I might have went down there I would have got my ass kicked but probably thrown around quite a bit but since she was with me I'm staying up there I'm going to be the responsible you know person you know be the be the good husband and stayed up there with her so we're sitting there and we're watching the concert and this guy comes staggering up out of the pit sits down right next to her you know, I was like I look over at the guy and I was like damn he just got his ass beat I don't know why he came up here and sat by us but he just got his ass beat and Jess looks over and starts talking to him I'm get away from me you don't know who that guy is she's like it's Scott I said that ain't Scott <laughs> I've been this guy's friends for years and I was like that's not Scott <laughs> she, yes it is dumbass look at him so I looked at him and Scott got wore out his paint, his paint was all missing he was he was a mess but he was still walking yeah, well, yeah. until he got to the seat and then he sat down for a little bit I said Scott you alright yeah yeah I'm good I'm good are you sure oh yeah I'm good well that's cool just sit down here and hang out by us for a little while we're not going down there just, just stay up here no, I gotta get back down there. He gets up and he staggers his way back down there. I, last I seen him for like three hours until we made it back out to the car. But that's my Scott story. Take, takes he, a lick and keeps on ticking. He did that time. He did. He's like, <laughs> and it, when he went out there, he was just head was going back and forth. He was just he was on a mission. So I was like, well, that's let him go. He'll be all right. But that's that's gonna always been his thing, though. Yeah, you sometimes know, I mean, he's that voice of reason, but on occasion, on occasion, well, I mean, he be. And when, you know, I mean, Scott was never the. The one to get too crazy on alcohol and things no. like that, you know. At these concerts, he he loved going for the music and the and yeah. the mosh pits. He, I mean, that boy would get in any mosh pit. I I know him and I went to a few <laughs> Pantera concerts, and anybody that knows good heavy metal music knows Pantera is about the top of the top of the list there. Oh yeah, and he's been in a few of them mosh pits, you know. And I'll I'll be first one to tell you they get pretty rough. You know, and he made he made it all through those. I mean, that that boy's yeah. took a lick in his whole life, and <laughs> he's he and the people that know Scott even now know that's even more true over the past few years than than any. Yeah, you know. So yeah. props to him on that. You know. Yeah, there's been a lot of times he's he's you kept us under control when we wasn't going to be under control. Yeah. So. Thankfully, he was there with us sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, he he was always that voice of reason. Yeah. So. But that's my story for the week. I just thought, I, <laughs> I was thinking about it. I thought I'd just blurt it out there for no good reason. Well, I mean, I got a few stories I could tell, but. Oh, we, I'm sure we got a bunch of stories between the two of us. We'll save that for the off season. Or, I'll, 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 or random. I'll, one of them involves uh, damn near putting a Ford Maverick into Lake Iola. <laughs> <laughs> And 
think we've you done were... a lot with that Ford Maverick. Yeah. I don't remember the Lake Iola story. Well, you wasn't there, and it oh, was your shit. car. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I don't remember it. <laughs> that poor Maverick, man. Yeah, you was at work. You, you and Jess were at work. And... <laughs> well, Who did it? Was it you or him? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So, And that was, what, 30 years ago? 25 years? Well, about 25, yeah. 25 years. Okay. And I'm just now finding out about this. Yeah. Well, you it didn't, wait till I see him. It, did, it didn't go in, though. I'll tell you no, that. I guarantee it. It probably would have came out of it. That yeah. Maverick was un, It was indestructible. It was indestructible. I have no doubt it would survive Lake Iowa. I don't know if Scott County has anything strong enough to pull that piece of metal out of that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> They'd probably have to go up to the armory and get that tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Huh. No, oh, it damn. was. Yeah, we got a bunch of stories. Some of them you're just finding out, as you see. Oh yeah, keep listening. You're going to hear a lot of stories from us. But no, it's it's. I think it'll be an interesting week at Las Vegas. So everybody that's yeah. listening, you know, we appreciate you listening. Very and much. Keep Very on much. tuning in. We'll we'll uh, mix up this NASCAR lifestyle with a little bit of real lifestyle, you yeah. know. And uh, we got Vegas coming up tomorrow. After that, we got Phoenix. We're they're on the. What, Western Swing now, you call it? Yeah, Western uh, Swing. So, Two more weeks. Well, this week and next week. Yeah. So, we'll uh, keep on listening, and we'll keep on giving you our our two cents if you want to hear it. One more. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, we do very much appreciate you all. Keep listening. You're gonna have some stories. Yeah, tell your every friends. Week. Tell your friends. Tell yeah. your family. <laughs> tell your wives. Tell your girlfriends. Yeah, you know they might already know. Yeah, your girlfriends at least. Yeah. Tell your wife and your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know your life is your business. <laughs> we don't judge. We don't judge here. No, it's a judge-free podcast. <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh. We'll wrap it up for this week. We'll come back at it next week. We'll be talking about what happened at Vegas. Uh, if we get another Bubba Larson experience or not, I don't think we will. And we'll look ahead at Phoenix. You might get another story. Yeah. I'd say we'll all, including you and I, Chad, I think we'll all learn a lot about what happened with Chase Elliott and what might be coming from that situation yeah. tomorrow during the pre-race so uh, you know I, I i try to watch those pre-races any chance i get I, I very rarely miss a race and uh but i always always try to watch the pre-race you know you just get so much so much more of a look behind the scenes when you're watching pre-races and you get a lot oh, of the yeah. laughing and joking and stuff and uh i think that'll be one one of the topics they touch on tomorrow a lot will be that story. Story. So, big story so you know you guys tune in to keep keep watching this nascar races boys um yeah you know we we appreciate you guys listening to us but we gotta keep them fans keep them fans going to nascar races keep them tuning in to these races um uh, it's a sport we we want to see keep growing keep growing new generation keep on keeping on that's right so <laughs> all right well that's that'll do it for this week and uh Appreciate you all for listening, and we'll 
Talk to you soon. Tune in next week. Right in the face. (laughs)